Hey everyone, I'm Victoria. And I'm Micah. We're two regular mamas living in Texas. We have five kids between the two of us, and we're here to share what we've learned about motherhood and what we're still figuring out along the way. If we've learned anything, it's that motherhood is a wild ride. Hang out with us and fill up a glass because this is Moms Uncorked. Hey guys, it is Victoria on this week. Uh, we're switching up dad life a little bit. Um, with the holidays, our schedules are really crazy. So rather than Caleb and Brian telling their stories of um, our births to each other, they're going to kind of tell us slash y'all. So I have my husband, Caleb, here today. Say hi. What's going on, guys? It's Caleb. <laughs> um, so he's going to tell both of his versions of our birth stories. And I guess we can just start off with Charlie. Um, do you want to just start from like, do you remember the phone call when you were at work? Do you remember getting the phone call? Um, I don't like remember the phone call crystal clear. I know I didn't answer my phone. Um, Victoria ended up having to call one of my buddies at work. <clears throat> and whenever she called him, I assumed it was that just because we were so close. So I was like, okay, like we're about to have a baby. And then it became kind of melodramatic because she's like, well, we're not having a baby, but I'm going to get induced. Like, so you have some time. <laughs> so it wasn't like that, like, oh shit, I have to go right now. It was just kind of like, okay, like, you know, it slowly ramped up from there. <laughs> so the phone call wasn't like, you know, as dramatic as I thought it was going to be. So you came home. Um, I do want to point this out because I don't think I ever said this, but I packed your hospital bag like weeks before the baby was due. I packed it when I packed my bag because you asked me to, and you came home and you, you know, took a shower and whatever, but then you repacked your entire bag. Do you remember that? I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Right. He took everything out that I packed for him that he asked me to pack, you know, two pairs of clothes, blah, 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 and repacked it with different outfits. So that happened. I had time. So, I mean, why not? <laughs> so we went to the hospital. What do you remember from there? Um, from the hospital, uh, it was, like I said, it was like a, a pl more of a planned thing, so it wasn't like hectic or anything like that. Um, I remember sitting down in the, um, in like the prep room, I guess you would call it. Like the, yeah, like the triage area, I guess. Yeah. <clears throat> and I, I guess this kind of like sets the scene for the rest of the story <laughs> because... You know, and there I was just like, okay, like, nurses going over all the precautions. Like, you know, they're just covering their butts for anything that happens and whatnot. And I was like, yeah, it's normal. You know, and they're, and I'm kind of joking with the nurse because she's telling us, like, oh, like, you know, like, here, sign this consent. Because I was the one signing everything. So she's like, sign this consent in case we have to use uh, some fancy name tool. And I was like, well, what the heck is that? I mean, I was signing it, but I was like, well, tell me what it is while I'm signing this. And she's like, oh, it's a cool little suction cup thing. And I was like, holy crap. And she was like, yeah, but, you know, you probably won't use it. And I was like, all right, whatever. And she's like, all right, sign it for this. And I was like, what is this for? And she was like, well, like, in case we have to use forceps to pull the baby out. And I was like, oh, man, that's intense. And she's like, yeah, but that hardly ever happens. Like, <laughs> don't worry about it. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, you know, whatever. <clears throat> so from there, we went into the actual delivery room. And then it became even more melodramatic because I sat in, like, a reclining chair for like the next basically 24 <laughs> the hours 24 hours <laughs> <laughs> so i i mean and victoria got an epidural early on on that one so it was like she wasn't in pain so she was just sitting there so we we're both just kind of sitting in a room for <laughs> 24 hours trying to occupy time um and then once it finally came you know we got going started having like the bigger contractions and the nurse that was the nurse that was in there was like, yep, like, we're, we're having a baby. 
Um, uh, with both kids, I I uh, took my place up at the at the top of the bed up yes. by Victoria's head. I was like, I don't want to be down there. It's not my business. I'm up here for Victoria. Yep. That's I'll take care of the baby once the baby's out. But right now, the doctor's got that job. They don't need me down there. <clears throat> so I sat up top and just told Victoria how great she was doing. Um, one thing I do remember very much is I, for whatever reason, I wanted the kid to have a, a lot of hair coming out. And I remember, and with Victoria being Hispanic and me being really white, like it's like a roll of the dice what this baby's going to look like. So no one knows. And so I remember the nurse saying, well, the baby's got like a whole head of hair, like a lot of hair. And I was like, really? And I was like, what color is it? And she was like, black. And I was like, oh, man, like, really? And she was like, you can come down here and look. And I was like, no, we're good. Like, I trust you. You seem like a trustworthy person. So once again, just kept up top, you know, telling my wife she's doing a great job. And then that's when it started getting crazy. Um, Victoria was pushing forever and ever. Uh, Victoria's mom was in there with us. And eventually we get to a point where... They started saying some stuff, and I said it kind of caught my attention. And then they pulled out the the fancy name tool that I didn't know what it was, and it was the suction cup. And I was like, well, "I think they just called it like the vacuum, didn't they?" Yeah, I think I think they were calling it a vacuum. <clears throat> but I was like, "Well, holy shit! There's the vacuum that she said we weren't going to see." And I was like, "This is you know getting a little intense now." And so Victoria's. Uh, Victoria's OBGYN was like a little tiny girl. She, she reminds me of uh, Joanna from Chip and Joanna. <laughs> Victoria. Um, Very petite. Yeah. Super but, small. Super small little girl. Um, she's she's the only one in the room that's not like in a complete like, you know, gown with like a face mask. <laughs> she's got, she's just in there. Like she just came in. She's just in regular scrubs and she grabs this vacuum or suction cup, whatever you want to call it. And goes down there and I'm watching her like pump up the suction cup and I'm just like oh man like I'm thinking she's gonna gently start pulling like the baby out but nope this lady basically like braces her foot on the bed and just like heaves and I was like oh my god and then I think on maybe the second the second like you know tremendous pull that she was doing all of a sudden the suction cup just like pops off and just blood splatters all over the doctor's, like, bright blue, like, baby blue scrubs are just, like, splattered in blood now. And I was like, holy shit, you just ripped my baby's head off? And at this point, Donna, Victoria's mom, just starts crying. And she's, like, basically walking in, like, like not moving, but, like, basically walking in a circle almost, like, crying, like, doesn't know what to do. And my first reaction is I look over at the doctor. The doctor didn't have a look of panic on her face. Like, she had more of a look of, like, frustration. And I was like, all right, well, if the doctor's not panicking, I'm not going to panic. <clears throat> at this point, at some point, I don't remember if it was on this one, they went to put the suction cut back on. And I don't know if it was at this point or after this one, but Donna, Victoria's mom, once again, ran out, like, ran out of the room, like... Crying. Crying. Hysterical. Yeah, went and told all the rest of the family that was there that the baby's head popped off and <laughs> that this isn't going well and that, yeah, it's the end, end of the world out there crying <laughs> she's and gonna call you to defend herself tomorrow i'm sure but so donna ran out i'm in there and i'm like right doctor's chill so i'm gonna be chill like we got this still she goes to put the suction cut back on and i can see her getting frustrated like with it getting it to like you know stick again they get it and start pulling again and and it's it pops off again not as dramatic as the first time <laughs> but you know it doesn't stick so she's like you know still sitting there frustrated i'm like all right like 
You know, still not sure if my baby has a scalp or even a head at this point. And I'm like, all right, I don't know what's going on down there. I'm still not sure if I want to go down there. <laughs> Started getting tempted at this point because I wanted to know if, like, they just ripped my baby's scalp off. But I trusted the doctor. I liked her. And then they bring out the forceps, the sailor form that I signed that no clue that we were actually gonna... I picture, like, tongs. Were they, like, tongs? I like, picture, baby tongs? If you know, uh, if you think of, like, the, like, the plastic salad forks that okay. are like that are like scissors yeah like, oh god <laughs> like it's like uh they're not like scissors but they have two handles yes. and they function like a scissor uh-huh and but they're like a spoon on either side okay right like and you use them to pick up your salad mm-hmm. it was that exact thing but probably medical grade <laughs> uh, it was probably four times the size of them oh like, they, they were pretty big <clears throat> and they were metal Ooh. and so like she whips these things out and i was like holy shit like that's like you know a big tool so she reaches down there, so it's getting situated, and then same thing, she braces her foot on the bed, and but this time, we pulled out a whole baby, and <laughs> sure enough, the little baby's head's just sitting inside these little, like, salad, oh little salad forks, and I'm just like, holy shit, like, <laughs> there's a baby. Like, at that point, I still, like, wasn't in my shock yet, because I was, like, looking at the baby that had, like, its head inside of, like, these, like, salad grabbers. <laughs> So, <laughs> they take the baby out of the salad grabbers. Uh, the doctor had asked me in the beginning if I wanted to cut the umbilical cord, and I was like, I'm kind of indifferent about it. I'm not, you know, dead set on doing it. Like, I'm not too worried about doing it. And she, like, kind of looked up at me and was like, get down here and cut the umbilical cord. And I was like, all right, like, I, I, need, I should. I'm going to go do it. So, I cut the umbilical cord. <clears throat> I see the baby, and I, that, that's kind of the point where I set in, like, the shock. Like, I've known I was having a baby for the last nine months. But this being the first one, like, I knew it was happening. But it wasn't until I like physically saw that purple slimy baby <laughs> that I was like, "Holy shit!" Like I'm a dad, and like I like kind of was sitting in shock for a second. And they take the baby to the opposite corner of the room than that I'm in from what I'm in, and uh, the pediatricians are doing their thing. They're weighing the baby and whatnot, and I'm trying to. There's. This one was a teaching hospital, so there was like 52 people in this room, which I thought, at the time, I thought was normal. Later in the second birth, I found out it wasn't. But, so there's like 52 people, and I'm like trying to stand on my tippy toes, and I'm trying to comfort Victoria still. She's shaking and all sorts of out of whack, but I'm trying to stand on my tippy toes to see the baby and what they're doing with it and not whatnot. And then finally, Victoria's doctor looks over at me, and she goes, would you like to go over there and see your son? And I was like, yes, please. And so this tiny little doctor, like, stands up and yells at everybody in the room. She's like, will you guys get out of this man's way so he can see his child? And I was like, oh, my God, thank you. So, like, I make my way across the room now, and I'm watching the pediatricians do their thing um, and all that stuff. And at the time, like, I knew skin-to-skin with mom was, like, very important. So, like, going into this, I was like, you know, that's, right after the birth, that's that's mom's time with the baby. Like, you know, I'll get, I'll get mine soon enough. I have 18 years of it, probably more. Um, to hold the kid afterwards, but so I'm watching the pediatricians, and whenever they were finished up, they actually looked at me and they're like, "Would you like to carry the baby over to mom?" So I got excited for that, got to carry the baby over. Victoria held the baby for a minute, but she was shaking a bunch, so I actually got the baby back pretty quick. Um, and so at that point, I got the baby back. I was happy for the baby, but Victoria was kind of shook a little bit, and they were doing their thing with her, trying to get her all settled in. Um, some people started coming in to see the baby and whatnot, and then, uh, yeah, that was pretty much that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a pretty, pretty, I wouldn't say traumatic, 
but it's definitely traumatic for me. <laughs> yeah, like it. There was traumatic moments, like when the <laughs> suction cup came off. Like that is something I'm never going to forget. Like, I wish I could see. Like I wish I could have seen. I mean, I guess I probably did see, but I wish I had memory of like seeing his little head in the little salad tongs. Oh yeah, that sounds like, wild. <laughs> like one, like one of the nurses just had him by like, like because he just like fell out. Like, well, she pulled him out, but he just like plopped out, and like okay. nurses like. One of the nurses like caught him by the ass, and like <laughs> the doctors holding by the salad tongs on the head, and like it was a experience. Oh yeah. man! So that was Charlie, you guys. He entered the world with a bang, um, and I mentioned this in in my birth story. But the second time around, I had a different doctor and delivered at a different hospital, so it was like a very different experience. Um, and it was different in the sense that I was not induced. I went into labor on my own. Um, so I know I mentioned in my birth story that you decided to go out to uh, the bar for like the first time in months. Like Caleb doesn't go out often, but this was the first time in months um, and that he had asked to go out. And I said yes because I'm a kind soul, even though I was having contractions earlier that day and told you that I was yeah, having contractions in like, oh, Target. You told me it was <laughs> I did. I probably did because I was thinking that it was probably going to be nothing. Um, so you were out, and I was texting you that I started having contractions at nighttime. Yeah. So, so I will admit the with the first kid, I was like trying to be super husband, and I was like, anything you need, like I got this. Like I'm going to be here for you 100. percent and then, as for number two, to go off of what Victoria said, yes, I was at a bar when Victoria texted me, <laughs> and I you were was, still super husband. Yeah, I was still I was I was slightly intoxicated when I got home, <laughs> and when I got home, Victoria was like, "Oh, like I'm I'm cleaning and I'm like doing this," and I was like, "Why are you cleaning right now?" Like, I was like, "We need to go to the hospital." She's like, "No, it's not time to go to the hospital yet. Like, we still have a lot of time before we go to the hospital." And I was like, "Well, like get some rest, like do something." <laughs> And she, I was like, you don't need to be cleaning right now. And she's like, no, like, I need to clean. And I was like, all right, well, like, I'm drunk. And it's, I don't know, it was probably 1030. It was like 1030. Yeah, yeah it wasn't that late. 1030 at night. And I'm like, all right, like, I'm slightly drunk. I'm going to take a nap. You I'm, actually made me, like, you made me lay down in bed and told me to go to bed. And then I just waited for you to fall asleep, yeah. which took three seconds because he was drunk. And then I got out of bed once you were asleep. But in all fairness, I needed the sleep because <laughs> otherwise I probably wouldn't have been as coherent during the whole thing. So I, I took my good power nap, sobered up some. Um, whenever, and then the other weird thing on that was I didn't have my truck with me. Um, we were all in a friend's truck, so oh. like we all left and they took me home. Um, and then, like I said, I took a power nap. I guess Victoria continued on with her cleaning. <laughs> And then uh, once she, once I woke up and it was time to go, we left the house. I didn't have any gas in my truck, um, so I had to stop, fill up the truck. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Well, you know, we're sitting at the gas station, like, you know, so take a second. I think at the time I was driving a, a truck with a big old fuel tank, so I was like, "Well, it's gonna take a long time to fill this thing up with diesel." So uh, I was like, "You want anything? Do you want a the, snack? Like, you want anything from the gas station while we're here?" <laughs> and then uh, make it to the hospital. You still kind of had, like, we sat in the waiting room for a few minutes. Mm -hmm. um, we sat in, like, that first room for a little while before they put us in an actual room. Um, contractions sped up. They moved us to the actual room. And, like I said, it was a completely different experience. Like, when, like, there was one nurse that came in and checked on us. She was awesome. I wish I could remember her name. <clears throat> I, I want to say she was a travel nurse. She was, and she had red hair. 
Yeah, um, but she was coming in, checking on us every so often, and then after, you know, however long it was, I honestly don't remember the time frame for it, but, you know, the nurse came in and was like, oh, like, you know, I think it's, uh, you know, time. I'm going to go ahead and wake up your doctor because she's She was right napping. Now. <laughs> like I said, once again, in the middle of the night, so she, I'm going to go ahead and wake up the on-call doctor. Like, you know, I think it's time. Doctor comes down and was like, yep, like, it's definitely time. And so, like I said, there's about 52 people in the room on our first child. And this one, it was the same nurse that had been checking on us and, like, the doctor that had just woken up, like, maybe two minutes ago. <laughs> and they were like, all right, let's have a baby. And I was like, well, where the hell's the rest of the people? Like, <laughs> Calling the squad. <laughs> yeah, y'all going to do this by yourself? Like, I'm not going to help you. <laughs> like, uh, my, my spot's up here at the top of the bed. Like, I'm not helping you guys. Like, you need some more people. But sure enough, I guess you really only need two people to have a baby. <laughs> it's just a lot different when you're at a teaching hospital. <laughs> Um, this one, I mean, it was, you know, the, what is it like the third push? I think, it was, I think it was, it was four pushes because it took eight minutes. Yeah. So, I mean, this one, you know, she started and then it was done. Baby popped right out. There was no crazy tools, no power tools or anything like that getting busted out to help this one out. And baby came out and yeah, this one was way less <laughs> of an experience. <laughs> way less. Um, yeah, much easier, very smooth. It was wild only having two people in the room because we knew nothing different. We had only had one kid prior to that. Um, but it was, I mean, it was like a really chill experience. I'm glad it ended up being much easier than the first time around because I think I went into it with so much anxiety and like fear over, (laughs) over the recovery again. I will say on the the second go around, Victoria definitely went into it knowing what she wanted out of the experience or out of this delivery more so than she did the the first one. It was like the doctor said it, so we did it. The Mm -hmm. second one, Victoria went in and was like, go get the medicine ball out of like the, (laughs) not medicine ball, but the the, yoga ball out of the corner. Like I'm going to sit on it. I'm going to bounce on it. Like I'm going to do these things to like help myself along. So like Victoria, like. Definitely went in, you know, a completely different I was a little more educated this time around. (laughs) Yeah, so whether or not that's why the baby, you know, popped right out in the first one, you know, needed power tools, I don't know, but do your research, I guess, it'll make it a lot easier. Yeah, yeah, I will say, like, because all of the research that I have done and um, just being, like, farther along in my career the second time around, I knew that, like exercise throughout pregnancy did have a big impact on like labor and delivery and I was able to I mean exercise throughout my entire pregnancy and I mean I wasn't just walking like I'm pretty sure the day the day that I delivered I was like doing deadlifts in the garage um so I don't know I definitely attribute that to something so there's that for you take it with a grain of salt um I don't have anything else those were our stories yeah, they were I mean, fun. They were very different. Completely. Like, <laughs> like couldn't have been more different. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it. We don't really have a what your mama never told you because I already told my story. I don't. I don't know, babe. You don't have anything extra to add? I'll, I'll give a. I'll give a theory at the end. Oh, okay. A theory. I'm ready for it. So, so the first one was a pain in the ass to get out. <laughs> and he is. He's a little crazy, but he's kind of our more laid back one. <laughs> At least we'll, we'll go from, you know, the age at one where Maddie's at right now. And Charlie up until that age seemed a lot more laid back, but he was really hard to get out. Maddie came out, you know, right out and she is 
She is a handful already. <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe there's a correlation there. I'd like to point out that Caleb was also not present for, like, the first year of Charlie's life because he was overseas. So, everything he remembers was, like, via FaceTime. Don't listen to anything he says. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That is everything. Um, next week... I'm assuming next week, Micah and Brian will come on to tell their birth stories. They have like 15 of them, so we'll see how they manage to do that. Um, If you're not already, follow us on Instagram, and I have been trying to post more on TikTok, so follow us there too, at moms underscore uncorked podcast. Tell us something. I don't know. Y'all have a good night. (laughs) 